Hello, and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman, and I'm here with my friend, Zach Mack. Hello, theorists. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some novelty decks. Uh, these are kind of gimmicky, kind of me-me. You'll, you'll see what we mean when we start getting into the lists. Um, but essentially, the number of different kinds of printings and borders and artists we've seen over the years have enabled us to build some decks with some really unusual restrictions. Uh, some of these have been possible for you know, 15 years at this point. Some of these uh, have only become possible within the last year or so as a result of you know, the, the etched foil printings they've made available, all the new types of full art and borderless cards. Um, so, so some of these are, are very new to the format and uh, a lot of them have are, are pretty restrictive though on, on what you're able to build. So we're going to be going through these in approximate order from least restrictive to most restrictive. And we'll just be talking about sort of like the pinch points, um, how easy it is to make a deck under certain conditions, uh, you know, given the mana base that's available, the commanders that are available, the main deck cards that are available, uh, and sort of give you some suggestions if you want to try to do any of these for yourself. Although I am going to warn you that a lot of these... Uh, <laughs> can be on the more expensive side because like they <laughs> may rely heavily on promos. Uh, some of them may rely heavily on older cards, reserveless cards. You'll, you'll see what we mean, but just, just keep an open mind and, and hopefully some of these uh, tickle your fancy and you might want to check them out for yourself. But before we jump in, I want to briefly talk about our Patreon. If you head on over to patreon.com slash commander theory, you can support the show and get sweet benefits for as little as $1 a month. If you aren't ready to be a patron yet, you can help us out by rating or reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, with that, uh, I, I want to start these off with an honorable mention, uh, and this is the least restrictive deck list we're going to be talking about today, and that is Old Border Tribal, or, or Commander decks where every single card is in the Old Border. And fortunately, like... Um, there are some aspects of the deck that are pretty easy to work around. Like uh, the, the actual main deck cards, uh, you do have a lot of options, both because there were so many powerful cards printed early in Magic's history, and also because lately in like Modern Horizons 1 and 2 and, and Time Spiral Remastered, we've seen a lot of newer format staples get reprinted in a way that allows them to be eligible for this list. Um, so. In terms of like the main deck cards, you can see a lot of things that wouldn't be out of place in a typical commander deck. There's plenty of staples like uh, most elves, most like one drop mana dorks are eligible for this deck. Uh, a lot of fast mana and counter spells uh, that are eligible for this this kind of deck. I'd say the main pinch points are the commanders available. Uh, because when you're limiting yourself to or old border, there's not that many enemy colored options available. There's basically no wedge options available. Um, so that can make things a little bit tricky. Uh, I think that, but, but overall, especially like as new commanders are reprinted into old border, we've seen that with 
say Garth One Eye or with the first sliver, there are new options being added to the format. And so this is really like one of the least restrictive options. I'd say like uh, the one thing that might be challenging though, is if you're going for, you know, one of these like five color commanders or one of the old three color commanders, you might have a little bit more challenges with the mana base. Um, You do have access to fetches, the, the full set of fetches and the original dual lands, but other, but like if you're not willing to shell out for the original dual lands, then your fetches have a lot less utility. Uh, and really beyond, say, like the pain lands and the original duels and the fetches, there isn't a ton of options for good fixing in available in Old Border. Um, but do you have any thoughts on uh, Old Border Tribal or, or how you'd go about building a deck like this? Yeah, kind of to your point with um the lands like one of the things about a lot of the options available to you in old border is that it is just like easier on your wallet going monocolor to two color if possible at all Mm -hmm. um just because like yes you you do have access to like the fetches and yes you do have access to like the original duels uh, and you have access to some other like fun cards that have been printed in old border thanks to like the modern horizons and stuff like that. So like the Yavamaya Cradle of Growth and stuff like that um, helps with you know any green deck like making that work a little bit better. Fabled Passage has been printed in old border that helps with any color really. So you do have some options, but it gets pretty bad pretty quickly where it makes you realize how good of a place we're in now in regards to mana fixing and budget decks um we kind of talked about a little bit about that in the last budget decks episode we talked about but um when it comes to like advice for old border tribal i would i would look to the things that the color just does really well period so um, let's say like an old border Talrand blue casts a lot of instants and sorceries and it does it really well and the restriction isn't going to keep you back as much as like, say, uh, what's another old border <laughs> legend? Like something from uh, Legends that has like some really particular niche thing that it's doing. If you are sitting there with your or your your old border deck, and you want to play like a Tetsuo Umazawa. So Tetsuo is red, uh, black, blue for a 3-3. They have red, black, black, blue, tap, destroy target, tapped creature, or target blocking creature. Um, and can't be target for auras, basically. I, I actually think that's how it's worded now. Yes, aura spells. That... Is a, is a little bit more restrictive because A, you're in like a funny color identity for that kind of stuff. Like green is the, the color that had a lot of the lures for the blocking creature stuff. Uh, and then tapped, like once you get past your twiddles and things in blue, there's not a lot going on. So you, you kind of run out of options. You end up, like you could do that pretty well because you're in three colors and you'll have a functioning deck. But like as far as a themed deck in Old Border, um, it's not gonna like stretch as far as something that 
just has like a ton of play to it, like a uh, Rubinia Soul Singer, mm-hmm. which uh, basically all three of those colors can do stuff with. <laughs> like stealing creatures is just going to be good no matter what, and having uh, a bunch of ways to interact with the trigger and things, those exist in Old Border already. So that deck is going to be a lot easier to put together in entirely Old Border just because it's not restricting you as to like a very specific thing it's trying to accomplish. Um, and in the same way, a lot of the elder dragons are going to be pretty easy to put together because um, they kind of just say what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like right on, right on the card. They're just right there. This is what it does. Yeah. One thing I would caution people about when building towards uh, old border tribal is not all colors were created equal back yes, in the day. Absolutely. Um, and so I think it's going to be pretty challenging actually to try to build like a good deck with like a heavy red component. Uh, just cause like they were really not concerned with making red do thing like useful things in multiplayer. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, I found it easiest when you were when leaning like heavily into blue and into green as well. Like you do have access to pretty good ramp in green and pretty good card drawn interaction in blue. And so trying to make that the heart of your deck, it will, I think you'll be a little bit more effective with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's some really cool stuff that you can do. Um, it, Kind of honestly, the the horizon sets bumped the power level of these options up by a lot. But it, it's funny, like whenever we do the conversations with people on the Council of Colors, like pretty much all of them mention the sins of the past. So mm-hmm. just because you're limited to old border doesn't mean you're necessarily limiting like the power level <laughs> of mm-hmm. cards you can run depending on what color you're in. Like you're saying, so like bribery. Is existed for a long time and that's still one of the stronger cards that you can cast in commander it still maintains a very large price tag for that reason um so yeah just you're you're limiting yourself to aesthetics at this point um isn't necessarily gonna bring the power down all the way unless you're limiting your colors as well um but i think I think with that said, uh, it's fun, but expensive to do that. Do we want to move on to the next, like, novelty <laughs> tribal that we want to talk about? Yes. Uh, so this next one is Full Art Tribal. So a deck made up entirely of borderless or, or full art cards. Um, this one is pretty interesting. Um, I, I will say that, like, the mana base is much 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 better than a lot of the other decks we're going to be talking about today because we've seen um both in like the zendikar expeditions and and in the upcoming um unfinity set uh we've seen like the ravnica duels in full art we've gotten full art versions of the midnight hunt and crimson vow lands um which are very playable in commander uh, we've seen full art versions of some of the Czech lands, like the Glacial Fortress type lands. Uh, and then we've seen full art versions of the both the Triomes and the 
the, the allied triomes from streets of new Capenna. Um, so your mana base is actually going to be very good for this restriction. Um, it's going to be pricey, but, uh, you actually won't have too much trouble getting all the way up to five colors of mana if you so choose. Um, Mm -hmm. You also have a lot of good options for cheap interaction. Like they've kind of gone out of the way, both since the days of like the, the magic player rewards, they've gone out of their way to print useful cards in full art versions. So, you know, these days we've seen pretty much every like, staple wrath effect and uh spot removal spell has seen some form of um of full art version so that's going to be really easy to fill out your deck Uh, i think something that's going to be more challenging is like sort of figuring out your win condition uh and (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a little harder like they they don't often print win conditions in like splashy uh sexy ways and then also uh, it's only very recently that like some color identities have become available like as of the time we're recording there's only two five color full art commanders um we've seen kyodai in the recent kamigawa neon dynasty uh, and then we saw tiamat in afr just last summer so some color identities, um, you're not going to have a huge number of options, but that's something they've been working on. Um, so that might change in the future. But I think mm-hmm. this is a relatively uh, less restrictive way to build a deck. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, also, a thing with the lands that is also important to note is that you have, I think, I can't remember if you said this, but the pathways have all been printed in full art too. So let's say like you haven't been able to pick up the like lands from the two Innistrad blocks we just got. Um, mm. But you have like the pathways, you're able to pick them up pretty cheap. Like those are also like extended art, like full art tribal. <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of slot them in here too. Um, and yeah, basically like going back to what Nick was saying, like the player rewards, and specifically also uh, a lot of FNM promos or game day promos. Um, for a long time, that was just a thing. It was like a cool little treat that Wizards would give you, and they would print all sorts of cards. Like, sometimes it was really big and splashy, like a, a Damnation, and sometimes it was just a cheap little cantrip or something, or like a Sign in Blood, like some kind of utility spell. And you never really knew what was going on. Uh, They would announce it ahead of time. So, like, you would know if you get a rampant growth if you played this many games or a Wrath of God if you played this many games or something like that. When they stopped it, I was like, I'm not sure, like, what's going to happen here, what they're going to do. And then that was when we got the deluge of, like, full art cards in every set now. There's extended borders. At first, it was just, like, Planeswalkers. And now it's just kind of like everything smothering mm-hmm. tithe is full art. The secret layers, a lot of them are full art. Um, and also it like helps bring down the price on those too. And like they print a secret layer of, of something, um, especially like they get flack for printing secret layer cards that 
no one really wants, but it also makes it a little bit easier for you to pick them up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like if everyone's picking up the secret layer for the uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove, well, then a lot of the other full art cards in that set are going to be a little bit cheaper. <laughs> so that kind of helps out as long as uh, you kind of know what you're looking for. Um, but other than that, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like, there's not a lot of options. Like, let's say you want to play Tiamat. Like, there's only so many full art dragons that exist at this point, um, unless you don't want to be picky. So, like, in the AFR sets, Baldur's Gate and uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, all of the dragons, I'm pretty sure, got a, or at least all the rare ones got a full art version of them. And I know in Adventures of Forgotten Realms, a lot of the uncommon cycles also got full art. So, you could kind of make it work as long as you weren't trying to build a necessarily like, powerful functional <laughs> deck yeah. in that regard um yeah but, there are yeah there there are some color identities that you still don't quite have access to like i think of the uh shard identities um you still aren't able to build like a a bant or an esper full art commander um or a jund for that matter yeah. so there, there's a couple things that aren't quite open to you but for the most part, just like you have a pretty good roster of staples and a pretty decent roster of commanders and your your mana base is going to be choice. So, yeah. And and with both of the options we've talked about so far, um the uh they're going to look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to look really good and I think that's a good segue into the next uh the next funny tribal tech which i actually didn't even realize you could do at this point um but it makes sense yeah um, this is just... one that really would have looked very different probably six months ago um yeah. it's it's like the uh 2x 2x2 like really doubling down on etched foils and, and sorry spoilers it's etched foils um, but 2x2 really, really doubled down on etched foils. Um, we also got a lot of really good fixing options uh, with like the uh, the secret layer signets being released in etched foil. So it's, I, I think, well, there there are more options than there used to be, but it's still somewhat restrictive, and especially when it comes to the mana base. So fixing in etched foil you are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel like you get access to like the old border etched foil enemy fetches you get like one or two other cards you get your city of brass in etched foil your yavamaya uh, your prismatic vista but beyond that it it really dries up quickly um Fortunately, you do have basics, which is not true of all of the yeah. decks or, or all the restrictions we're going to be talking about today. Um, they, they have released etch foil basics in Modern Horizons 2, um, but really fixing is quite a challenge uh, if you're trying to do an all etched foil deck. In terms of staples, it's not too bad. Like the mystical archives being available in etched foil helped a lot. The, the etched foils being made available in Modern Horizons 2 and in uh, Double Masters 2 helps out a lot. There's going to be some gaps, and you're not really going to be able to do anything super focused. Um, it's 
good mostly for just like getting access to a lot of removal and then good luck winning the game from that point. <laughs> yeah. So the list we're going to post for the episode is a Garth one-eyed list. Um, he has an foiled old border version. Um, and honestly, I think that's how you win is you like literally make some like shivan dragons and go to town and you use your regrowths to get back your removal that's relevant or like your dock side if it dies or something like that. Um, and thankfully we did get cut to ribbons in the uh, mischief secret layer. So cut mm-hmm. to ribbons is the the uh, front part cut is one in a red deals four damage to a creature. It's a sorcery. The back half ribbons is X black black sorcery. Uh, each opponent loses X life. So that's an aftermath card that like can help you out <laughs> pretty pretty hard in this instance. Um, but I think playing the game. Oh, the other thing I was going to say about winning the game is approach of the second sun was in the mystical archives. So there there are a few ways to do it that aren't just hitting people with dragons um you know (laughs) so it should be good Uh, i actually think this is a really good deck if you actually want to play with garth one-eyed some of the other um like like this is actually going to make use of him like when you play your just guy ascendancy it's gonna feel pretty good to be able to like get all five cards out of garth or all six cards out of Garth, because it's one of each color in Black Lotus. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... As long as you cast the dragon last, you're good. Yeah, as long, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's pretty fun. That's cool. Um, and again, it's going to look pretty, pretty good. <laughs> like, like this is going to be some like spicy-looking cardboard that you're you're throwing down on the table. Um, yeah, I will, I will say that... Um, Unlike some of the the previous identities, the commander representation, especially like the the color identities available, is actually quite good for etched foils. Um, there's actually 270 etched foil co- or commanders available in etched foil, and so regardless of what color identity you're trying to go for, you're going to be able to find you're you're going to be able to find something to make it work. Um, because between like Commander Legends One and Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate and uh, Double Masters Two, there's they they have given us really good coverage for all the color identities and for many different commanders. Hmm. So I don't know. I I am a fan of etched foils. I think some of them are pretty silly. Like the Mystical Archive etched foils definitely are pretty silly they look like for a while we just didn't know what etched foil meant because i don't think wizards knew what etched foils <laughs> meant <laughs> also um but this will look really cool and and will not uh like pringle on you as hard as some of the other foils or other restrictions that you might put on yourself would mm-hmm. do um and like you said you do have basics so things could be worse you know there's a lot a lot of harder <laughs> mana bases um which i guess this next deck doesn't do so that was maybe a bad segue to go into that one but um this next deck is a almost like a joke that i've talked to friends about for a really long time and it's interesting to see like the things you can do with it basically so this next kind of 
tribe funny tribal list funny restriction list is a white border tribal so like restricting yourselves only to cards with white borders well basic lines not hard <laughs> mm-hmm. that one that one's the easy part here and you actually get like some pretty choice like art to pick from too when it comes to basics with white borders they they uh Oh yeah, picking the basics you. for this this deck was fun. Yeah, like definitely you got a lot of really cool options here. And and I guess to start there with the mana, like you've a pretty good time. I mean, you have original duels. So since those were in core sets and core sets were white bordered, uh you have white bordered dual lands, so that's pretty fun. You also have the life lands, like the pain lands, those are all printed in core sets. Um and then you also have like the original tap lands, like the Elfheim palaces that are just tapped for one of either color and enter tapped. So might be a little bit slower in some regards there. Oh, sorry. And the uh, City of Brass was white border for a few printings there in the middle. So mm-hmm. that's another really good one that helps you out. But um, other than that, I- like, is there anything else notable about the mana base you want to say? Uh no, I mean I think it falls off beyond that. You can there are some like monocolored utility lands you could slip in there. Like you have access to the original cycling lands. Um there's one or two like one of um cards that are kind of useful for mini decks like strip mines available in white border. Uh there is an obscure printing of Terramorphic Expanse uh for some budget fixing, but Overall, there really isn't a ton of fixing options available in white border. So that, I think that's going to be a challenge for decks that you're trying to build under this restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, the main deck cards. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. I mean, speaking of restrictions in that regard, like green, a lot of the main ramp that green has gotten in white border over the years is specifically like uh, rampant growths and nature lores and three visits and things that get basics out of your deck. So you're, if you're in green, you're not going to have too big of a problem, like getting the colors of mana that you need for Mm -hmm. like whatever it is you're trying to do. Wood elves has been in uh in white border for a long time there's like birds of paradise uh utopia tree you have you have like mana dorks that tap for multiple colors aquarian elves in white border so that that's not going to be a limiting factor there either as long as you're in green if you're not in green might be (laughs) that might be a little bit more of a question maybe you do want to try and push uh like a single color deck just to make sure that like you'll, you're able to hit the colors you want because even just a two color deck you're going to run out of white border fixing i don't know i'd say I, pretty quickly <laughs> yeah i think like maybe you could do a two color deck if you're like really careful about your costs uh outside of a green color identity that is three color outside of green seems incredibly challenging um yeah especially given like that if you're trying to do three color you have extremely limited options for white border you're basically just looking at what was printed in the chronicles set which was the cycle of elder dragons 
and then another cycle also in the the uh, shard identities. So no options for um, no options for wedges. Very limited options for enemy colors. Uh, don't think there's any options for five color either. Um, no, so, no, I don't think so. Yeah, and which is a shame because like what I really wanted to do, given this restriction, is like I feel like playing blue, green, black would be a pretty solid color identity. Gives you a lot of, um, you know, gives you kind of everything you want. A little bit of reactivity, some ramp, and then like black can uh, tutor out combo pieces, potentially find you a way to win the game. But there's just no way to do that in a white border deck. Um, so that is a challenge. Uh, the example list we're going to be posting ended up settling on um, a Bant color identity using Robinia Soulsinger as the commander. But winning probably will be a little bit of a challenge. I'll, I'll say that much. Like, I think the, the deck hopes to get there by just stealing its opponent's creatures and swinging with them something along those lines uh because <laughs> really like win conditions back in the day were extremely limited i i felt fortunate that verdant force had been printed in a corset at one point yeah i mean there, there's there might be some um some combo that you might be able to pull off maybe stealing opponents creatures and stuff like you have ashnod's altar in white border um you have some other funny cards that deal with like tapping and untapping and stuff like that so there might be something there, like some four or five card combo <laughs> that you're able to put together. Um, like Basalt Monolith exists. Um, so, but, oh, but power, but like a lot of the combo cards that combo with Basalt Monolith like aren't in white border, like mm-hmm. power well, artifacts. You, you have to steal them yeah. or like steal creatures or something oh, like sure. that. <laughs> um, so like you could run like bribery and Rubinia and make sure that <laughs> you can steal something that helps you win the game at some point. Um, but well, d- don't say we didn't warn you about the, the difficulty of win conditions in white border. We'll just yeah. say that much. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you have like clone coastal piracy. There's, there's a lot of like pretty strong cards here, even though you're limiting yourself to what, uh, based mostly what wizards thought core magic should be for a few like a decade or so or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I, I don't think you're going to get there with a craw giant uh, or like a crimson hellkite, but you could, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I think with that said, um, you've kind of noticed that there's been uh, a visual appearance to a lot of these decks we're talking about. Um, I think these last two are the most stark examples of them being that they are... Uh, based entirely upon the art of one person. (laughs) So this next deck is a deck built entirely of cards with art by Kev Walker. Um, And if you've been playing Magic for any length of time, you've definitely seen a Kev Walker art. Uh, I think he's been employed by Wizards uh, since... Almost continuously since like 1996 or 1997. Yeah, around um, like Tempest or something like that, or uh, what was the uh, one we did? A well, we've got some in here from it? Fifth Edition. Um, okay, so so really, really long time. Yeah. Um. So 
yeah, definitely a lot of cards. And he has a very distinctive art style um, where a lot of his like backgrounds are pretty uh, like uh, nondescript. Yes, <laughs> nondescript, <laughs> uh, very like bland colors that kind of focuses you in or I, I say bland, but I mean it like lovingly like his backgrounds are so that you focus in on the like incredible detail that he has put into the rest of the art, like the, the mm-hmm. creature or landscape that you are intended to look at. Um, so his style is very much noticeable. You, you always can tell when it's a, a Kev Walker art. Uh, and luckily for us, Kev has done some, uh, some legends. Uh, there's one in particular that we're going to post as Urtai the Corrupted, but I think he's done. Um, I think he's done. He's done uh, a few good ones. A few um, good legendary cards. Yeah. So in terms of like, okay, so Kev Walker is by far the most prolific magic artist. Um, but even being the most prolific means like he's only illustrated like 500 ish cards, a little over that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to make a, a 100 card commander deck, you want to have a very broad color identity. We're fortunate in that he's illustrated a couple of, uh, multicolor legends. Yeah. 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 Uh, so for this deck, we went with Urtai the corrupted, um, which has an Esper color identity. Uh, some other good options are shatter gang brothers, which has a Jun color identity and Atraxa Praetor's voice, which of course is everything but red. So some, some broad color identities like those are going to, make it a little bit easier for you to fill out your deck with cards that aren't totally embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's still a challenge. Uh, I, there are cards in here that I would not consider running anywhere else except like with this specific restriction. Um, but that being said, uh, there there's some good ones like we're we're very fortunate that kev walker's illustrated a lot of board wipes um yeah. <laughs> so you so like this deck kind of lends itself to like esper control ish uh you know you have your wrath of god you have your your damnation your day of judgment your final judgment your kurtar's wrath like you can at at least control the board to an extent um and he has illustrated some value creatures as well what he has not illustrated so many of uh are lands so like as we're getting more to the the more restrictive end of the spectrum with these novelty lists uh basic lands and and lands of any kind are going to become a pinch point so kev walker has illustrated a cycle of basic lands and he illustrated volrath's stronghold but that's pretty much it yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're while, while there's like this tension in the deck where you want to be playing as many colors as possible so you can uh, have access to as many main deck cards you are fighting against the fact that like there's almost no fixing at all uh <laughs> yeah the, so... the other land that he has done he's done city of traders and field of the dead um mm-hmm. both of which don't fix your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Field of the Dead especially bad here because there are not seven lands illustrated by Kev Walker, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not even possible to trigger. Um, but 
overall it's this is a a funnier deck a, a memeier deck um it's certainly a lot more affordable than the other ones we've discussed so far like urtai aside because uh the urtai he, he illustrated is like a very unusual type of promo where in plane shift they were doing this thing where uh for certain cards the foil version of it was done by a completely different artist so the regular Urtai the Corrupted was done by Mark Tadine, and the foil version of Urtai the Corrupted was done by Kev Walker. So if you want to get a Kev Walker art for this deck, you can only get foil of Urtai from Plane Shift, uh, and that currently runs seven hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> is it but, really seven hundred? It's really seven hundred. That's crazy. Um, that is crazy. But if you want to do the Atraxa version, that one's only like the one he illustrated is only like seventy dollars. Um, we didn't. I mean, hey, we started off this episode telling you these decks are not going to be affordable, so don't yeah. blame us too much. <laughs> yeah. But commander aside, the deck is like uh, fairly reasonable, um, just because a lot of the cards you're having to run in order to fill out these decks are things like, uh, I mean, there's like common limited fodder removal, filling out the corners of this deck. Um, so, so like parts of it are, are relatively inexpensive and of course like the fact that it is pretty much all basics in the mana base certainly cuts off a lot of cost yeah um, <laughs> that's definitely true um and again it's like you will still get to play with some pretty powerful cards like it's not like none of the cards in the deck are good like you're forcing yourself to play with like only jank or something like that like we said with the lands like Volras Stronghold is is one of the lands you get to run. Um he did a cycle, the whole first cycle of the mirrors that uh were in original Mirrodin, so you'd still get a little bit of fixing from those. Um he did like sort of light and shadow promo from uh Devil Masters, the first Devil Masters. So it you're not like playing with complete jank on every single card um but you like you are gonna be running like some funnier things like like there's not too many uh enchantments and and there's uh like let's say you're like oh kev walker did um bladewing arisen well he only did four other dragons and one of them was uh adult gold dragon from adventures in the forgotten realms which is white red so like you you're not really getting that many synergies no matter what commander <laughs> you're you're gonna pick from him so this mm-hmm. deck it again it's gonna look great um i i am a huge fan of the kev walker art style um and like nick said you're you'll have a lot of wraths and other like kind of controly cards switcheroo wits end uh damnation was one of them council's judgment um but there's not it'll be kind of hard to win um the one one more thing too about this on the winning front is kev walker did do a special edition approach of the second son that's right I think the last two episodes I brought this card up like four or five times because they just keep printing this card in a bunch of supplemental sets and products. So 
Yeah, you could take no Radley for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, you can still win with Approach of the Second Son in this deck, too, because he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev Walker has done one. So um, Yeah, it's the only thing really in this deck that, that looks like a win condition. So <laughs> yeah, very fortunate it, to have access to that. Yeah, if, if your meta is pretty slow, maybe a debtor's knell can get you there. Like it's a 2011 again or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, not holding holding my breath on that one. But yeah, this deck looks really fun. Um, and I think I would have a blast with it. And and do you want to get into the last artist? Um, yes. And maybe we can, we can wrap up the novelty, the, maybe our thoughts on novelty decks and stuff. For sure. Uh, so this last deck is uh, the most restrictive but possible uh, deck that I even bothered to attempt. Uh, this was really a challenge to put together, and it is another deck in which every card is illustrated by the same artist. Uh, in this case, it is Svetlin Velinov, who is the second most prolific artist in Magic. Uh, still, like... I think close to 200 cards behind Kevin Walker at this point. Um, but uh, I had to do some really goofy things in order to make this work because, you know, when you're working from a card pool of less than 300 cards, uh, it's it's not easy to make it work. So <laughs> one thing to note, uh, Svetlin has illustrated some basic lands, but only three of them. So you're pretty much limited to uh, a green, red, black, or some combination of those with your color identity. Um, and unfortunately, like he hasn't illustrated a Jund commander. So what I ended up doing to get the broadest color identity possible was running Morophon the Boundless as the commander and then just only playing red, black, and green cards because casting anything else was just not possible um so right right off the bat you can tell we're maybe not the most competitive deck here uh he really (laughs) hasn't illustrated any i mean within this color identity he hasn't really illustrated any lands besides the basics so you get almost no fixing um and in terms of like the effects he's illustrated there are some useful things like he's illustrated a, a couple of wraths in the form of life's finale or last one standing some spot removal spells um a, a little bit of card draw you you do have access to like a phyrexian arena a, a version of phyrexian arena and one or two other cards but a lot of the deck is just kind of goofy one for one trades and uh like low like low damage burn spells and a lot of other uh a lot of other cards you wouldn't be very comfortable running in most commander decks. Um that being said, it if you are a huge fan of Svetlin Velinov, it is possible to make this work. It's just not definitely not easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um but again like if if it does start working, there's still fun stuff to do. Like, yeah, you're kind of scraping the barrel for like interaction, but like, you know, he he did a Phyrexian Arena, so like <laughs> that's here. There's like Brash Tonner, which is um, 
I mean, if you haven't played with the Brash Tauner in Commander, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anger, which is like a pretty good staple. Um, Umazawa's Jite and Swiftfoot Boots are both uh, Svetin arts. Um, so he did you're a couple. Not... Uh, he did a couple green bangers. He's got like Azuri's Predation, Apex mm-hmm. Predator, like that. That's not yeah. bad. Thorn Mammoth too. I think about a lot because that, oh, yeah. that card has done a lot of work for me. And then the the surprise, really good common from uh, one of I. I don't think it was originally in what was Spore Mound is the card I'm talking about. You play land, get a sapperling, but it didn't have landfall initially, right? It was in like a core set or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Um. So Spore Mound is here. So you you get some stuff, and and if your friends will let you, maybe play something funny like it, uh, Doretti Ingenious Iconoclast. You could probably make work if your friends let you. Uh, he did the um. Uh, dual decks art for uh, jared golgari Lichlord. so there there are some other options if your friends are nice <laughs> to you of uh, rondis rage of agent uh, of ancients from the adventures in the forgotten realms commander decks um but i think you kind of want that extra color um just looking at everything but again like you you're not all the way out you know like you're still getting effects you'll still be able to play like a pretty good game with your friends as long as your friends aren't uh playing something like crazy high powered Mm -hmm. um it should still work out pretty well for you which is kind of fun honestly (laughs) that's pretty great um this deck actually is the opposite of the other ones where like a lot of the cards that spenton has ended up printing are like game enders (laughs) and he doesn't have a lot of ways to help you get there <laughs> like there's a foe razor regents and decimator of the provinces and like crater elementals which are like uh kind of burn spells or uh like gets gets big real quick uh, cinder elemental that's what i'm thinking of not uh crater elemental which he also did <laughs> um <laughs> which is x red tap deal like damage to any target so there, there's a lot of like big things in this deck apex devastators and whatnot that will will help you win your goal with this list is going to be to get to that point (laughs) like when when you don't have any fixing when you don't have any rampant growths uh can you make it to turn 10 to cast your apex devastator we'll find out (laughs) you'll you can you can let us know Yes, so uh, that is the last list we are planning on talking about today. Uh, Let us know if you have have come up with any neat gimmicky lists. Uh, I'm really curious to hear what else is floating around out there. Uh, Let us know what you think of these and if you've built any of them any different ways. I could definitely see someone going the Vrondis route for their Svetlin deck, for example. Um, But yeah, I'm very curious to see what you all come up with. Uh, But before we go, I want to give a brief thank you to our Patreon patrons. They are Gustav, Addison, Rick, Raphael, Kyle, Laser, Charlotte, The White Clays, Hannah, James, Logan, Roger, Evan, Bryce, Dylan, Benjamin, Jamie, Matthew, Kyle, Brandon, Kevin, Jeremy, Russell, Dylan, Micah, Troy, Roxanne, Charles, Daniel, Andrew, Jason, Paul, Johan, Jonathan, Christian, Jim, Andrea, Vasilios, Logan, Frugal, Brittle, Carl, Oscar, Danny B., Mifflin, Jean-Francois, Drew, Recta, and Nick. Thank you all for supporting the show. And if you're not currently a Patreon patron, but would like to become one, please check us out at patreon.com slash commander theory. 
Thanks for listening. You can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Commander Theory. And on Twitter, I am at Fat Bartleby. You can also email us at commandertheory at gmail.com. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Nick Cage. You can check him out on SoundCloud. And if you're interested in some other creative products I'm working on, I have a band you can check out. We are a pink punk, pop punk band called The Have Nots, all one word like Cosmonauts. Uh, You can listen to all of our music for free right now. You can just head over to thehavenots.bandcamp.com. That is T-H-E-H-A-V-N-A-U-T-S.bandcamp.com. And check us out. Let me know what you think. Thank you.